Monday's experts studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's experts. Hey, they've always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Yeah, welcome to Monday's Experts and I love this chat uh, every Monday. If you're listening via our radio network across New South Wales or the country on the Tab app, hello to you. Hopefully you're enjoying the morning on Sky Sports Radio or if you're listening on podcast on Catch Up, g'day to you again. Thanks for the support. Uh, it's an opportunity for us in Monday's Experts to talk about the story behind the name. We hear all of these names when it comes to racing, whether it's being giving tips or finding out how these horses are going. But uh, it's always nice to hear the journey that some of our participants have been on. And I thought, what a great opportunity to chat with Noel Mayfield-Smith. We're going to be in Coffs Harbour tomorrow for a live broadcast ahead of the country championships in that part of the world. And what a story Noel has got. He's on his way to Newcastle races. Let's hope that the reception gods can play our part or their part today. Noel, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning, Dave. Good to talk to you, mate. And I know you're on the way to the races, and it's great. To, uh, it's going to be great in this little period here to, to chat about your career and and how it's all going up there at Coffs Harbour. I want to take you right back to the start. Where did you grow up originally? Uh, we come from Cairns. So, how does a group of brothers, a family from Cairns, end up being some of a you know a legendary name in Australian racing? Where did it all begin? Did you was there was there racing in the family up in Cairns? Um, no, there wasn't. Um, we always um, had horses um, around the area. Um, but my eldest brother, Brian, he um, came back from uh, Brisbane and he wanted to be a local racehorse trainer. So we all chipped in and helped and, and it sort of started from there. Then we all went our separate ways for a while and then come back into it. When that initial conversation started, when Brian came back from Brisbane, and obviously you're all in Cairns, I mean, what were you doing at the time, and how old were you, Noel? I was at school, um, I think I was about 12. And obviously with the with the parents and the family, was there sort of a an eyebrow raised at the time because it was so foreign to you guys? Um, yeah, but um, I think uh, my mother and father were very supportive of, of him, and it, it you know, they didn't really think about it in that way. They they just, everyone got behind him and we got moved. The journey then of, from that moment in Cairns and then moving all the way through. So uh, tell us about how that, that business started with Brian and, and then how old were you? Do, you? do you have a first memory of being around the horse? Oh, yeah, very vivid, yeah. Um, um, yeah he had a couple of old stables and back part of Cairns there and he used to um, they come down off a station actually and he he used to um, head off to the track on one and they two had teamed up and the other the other one was um, was its mate and while he was away on one he put on a hell of a turn and he said here use this passion uh, bag and stop it from jumping over the door well I mean it was a it was a bit daunting at my age. Yeah. Then one morning there, it got out and he come back. He said, where's that horse? And I said, oh. and I just pointed to the horse. Christ, I'm going to cop it here. And it was in the feed room. And, <laughs> and he, wasn't, he wasn't pleased at all. 
So I don't know for, why, for, but he just seemed <laughs> to be annoyed about something. <laughs> so, so Noel, from I guess you've obviously been around horses a long, long time. But so you're sort of suggesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're pretty much self-taught in terms of your. Obviously, you were learning you know, bits and pieces off your brother, but. It sounds like, you know, all those experiences as a young man uh, and growing up around horses was all sort of self-taught in a way and, and the understanding of the horse's idiosyncrasies and their personalities. Yeah, yeah, through experience, I think everyone gets it all through experience. But he did tell me one thing that always stuck in my mind and he said, just remember, he said, keep your mouth shut and your eyes and, eyes and ears open. And I always um, remembered that and... Um, and that's what I did. Tell us about the journey from North Queensland then to obviously the, the southern states, and it was an incredible ride. I mean, some of the race that you guys have won, and obviously you have won in your own right. So when did the when did the family decide right? Um, we're going to head south, and we're going. I know you went your separate ways, but we're going to give this a, a fair income crack. We're not just going to be up in North Queensland. Well, Brian moved council and I was in boarding school in Charlestown so I used to go down before I had to go back to school and give him a bit of a hand there and then he went on from there to Brisbane and my mother wasn't in the best of health so we moved to Brisbane then um, and my other brother Lawrence he come up from Sydney and he he'd been working down there for Albert McKenna Bard Cummings and a couple of the others and and he gave Brian a hand then. Um, and I was sort of out of it at that stage. I was working for the public service. So um, then Brian moved, got the job at Fox's um, as a private. Oh, he went to Sydney first. He was at Randwick with, in Phil Alotta's stables. And um, I went to, um, I was just working in a general job and, and giving my uh, Lawrence a hand. Um, of a morning before I went to work. And when did you decide, after you were doing that general work, that you wanted to train in your own name? Oh, I was a long way down the track. I mean, then one day um, at the track, Lawrence said, look, Brian's looking for someone to, to um, give him a hand in Sydney. He'd moved to Foxes then, and um, he said, he wants to know if you're interested, and I said, yeah, that'd be good because I always, I always loved horses, and I suppose down the track I knew I wasn't going to go too far past there. Um, and um, so I then moved to Sydney, and and um, he was at Rose Hill at Nevo Lodge at that stage. He'd been there about twelve months or a little bit more, I guess. And when uh, you were, because that that was Nebo Lodge, you were there for eleven years, weren't you? I was, yeah. In that 11 years, that you, you, you obviously had some, some wonderful moments. And then when did you decide to, to go out on your own? Um, well, Brian then, um, uh, he was going to Randwick and I didn't want to go to Randwick. And I, I thought, well, you know, it, it's a good time to have a go myself. Um, I went to Sydney because the job was presented or presented to me. I, well, I probably wouldn't have ended up in Sydney for any other reason but it, did, it didn't sort of um, faze me being in a big or I didn't like sorry being in a big city as it were. Mm. 
We're chatting uh, with us this morning with Noel Mayfield-Smith. And, Noel, what about your time on your own? Um, and I want to talk about that. When you, when you were uh, first started on your own, and it's probably like this for any trainer out there, but it must have been quite daunting because whilst you'd been in the industry a number of years... You're obviously there working uh, with your brother and you're around certain owners and whatnot. But to then make that jump on your own and then have people support you in your own right, was that quite daunting for you at the at that first point? Well, it was because I had a wife and two small children. Yeah. And, um, um, we, had a bit of, uh, we had a bit of sort of money behind us, but I didn't, I only, um, I only had one horse. And it was uh, it had spent uh, six weeks in intensive care at uh, at those times ran with equine with Percy Sykes in the state, and that was all I had. I didn't really have much else or any prospects, so um, I had to sort of make up a few um, few horses to get my license. And um, although Radish, I couldn't get him in there, but he, there was a few others. And um, I ended up getting my license at Newcastle. When you got your license and when you started off, the, did you? I mean, five Group One winners. Um, obviously, the flight stage with Angst, uh, land sighting, the Stradbroke, uh, and the Caulfield Guineas within Top Swing. You won that first Golden Rose, and then obviously in recent times and in this century, um, you've got obviously famous Seamus winning that BTC Cup. I mean. They're all big races in their own right. You've had a lot of good horses, but I'm sure the thrill of winning those big group ones to now, you know, winning maidens here and there, it, it's the same buzz, isn't it? Because it's the effort, the effort that goes into these horses and I guess the, the time that you invest in them. Yeah, it is. Um, group horses, you, they tend to take a bit more of your time, not because they're good, but you, they're probably more finely tuned and, you, and they go a lot quicker, but... It's true what you say. I mean, I get the, I really just get the thrill of the horse more so than the rest. Um, I really enjoy their company, um, and and it's something I've always enjoyed. Um, but I've been very lucky. I mean, as you said, I've, you know, I've had a success at group level and that, but never have done it without the horses and the owners. Yeah. The move up to Coffs Harbour. Um, tell us a little bit about that because it's a beautiful part of the world. You were training obviously there at, at Hawkesbury and, and various other locations, if you mentioned your career. And it, it seems like from talking to you at the time of the move, Noel, and even from uh, talking to others that are up in the Coffs Harbour region and talking to Tim Saladine, who, who runs the show up there, that it just created a bit of a new lease of life for you. It's a, it was a new chapter in your training career, but just the... Funny how you said before about the big city. You're not a really a big city person. To go up there and obviously train horses and be much more relaxed, it's it's probably thrown a few more years on the life. Well, probably. Um, um, it just rem- Coffs Harbour reminded me a lot of Cairns, um, but I was particularly yeah. drawn to here by the beach, um, and I just thought it was just something different to, to try training off a beach and, and that type of thing as well, and more so than just going around and around in the same routine which I'd, I'd done for 20 odd years and and yeah, I just thought it was a new challenge and it certainly has been because we virtually had to start again um, and it's been a slower process than what we thought but we've got a lot of young horses and we're moving forward which is good 
tell us about that different approach to training styles um, because obviously you, you do have that um, utility of the beach up there. I mean, how have you changed your thought process when it comes to the, the training of a horse because you've got that different asset or is it uh, using some of those old methods just in a new environment? How does it work? Oh, it's just, a, you know, it, it's just mixed in with what you already know. Um, it's a great feeling when you, you when you go there in the morning and you walk along and you have a look at them and you think, well, this guy's sort of a bit looking for something different this morning. We'll throw him in the float and take him to the beach and let him work along the beach and that type of thing. And I, strange enough, the horse that I thought would be the worst horse to take to the beach, he absolutely loves it. Yeah. Um, so, and they do like it. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they just love it. That's sensational. We're chatting this morning here with Noel Mayfield-Smith. Noel, you're on your way to Newcastle at the moment. So that's one thing about training as well there at Coffs is that road uh, has obviously improved a lot. So to, to travel horses, whether you're even going north, if you're sneaking up to... Uh, the uh, the southeast Queensland market, or whether you're racing around that northern New South Wales area, it's quite easy to travel, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, the road's so good; it's, it it tends to be a bit boring, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> because you know, you just keep going, and the scenery's not great as it was on the old highway. But I mean, it, it's so much quicker. It certainly is. Now, what about your your team? Uh, I see you've got what fourteen currently in work. Um, you yep. mentioned that, uh, that that building process. Uh, you've got a lot of young horses, don't you? A lot of three year olds, and have you got some other young two year olds coming through, or even younger that um, you know out in paddocks elsewhere? Yeah, I've got a, um, a couple of young horses that I um, quite like. Um, uh, actually, I've got a three year old Adelaide filly I like, and an ex. Gelding is a two-year-old. He's quite a he's quite a nice horse as well, and they're just all coming through, um, all coming back from shin sort. So um, there's some potential there. Well, that's what you want. I see you've got some nominated. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this uh, filly, and we'll chat to you tomorrow as well on Racing HQ, and we're live from Coffs Harbour, but just for our listeners that maybe can't tune in tomorrow, this So You Think filly called Daddy's Girl, who I thought ran pretty good at Grafton on New Year's Eve. Are you excited to get her back to the track? Yeah, she um, uh, she went shin sore early on. It was a bit of a frustration. We had to, you know, she had to go out, but she's back now. She's always showing something. Um, yeah, she's a nice horse. Yeah. What's it about the horse that you love, Noel? Well, you know, when I was really young, the thing that really ignited me was their smell. One year we lived in North Queensland, they had a quite a, a smell of because they used to eat um, grass, things called guinea grass. They weren't on grain or anything like that. And, and that really was something that, you know, I really um, sort of ignited my passion. But they're intelligent, they're um, all different, they're dependent on you and, and, you know, they really look to you for, you know, for your support sometimes. Um, Just a quick one was we had a horse some time ago called Landsiding and he was a terrible traveller and I was taking him up to Brisbane for the Stradbroke and he was so bad I decided to um, travel with him and 
we got up the putty road and he started, got that look in his eye and he started to move around. I thought, oh, this is good, we're partly out of town. And that, I sort of sat with him and talked to him and give him hay and everything. And he always seemed to trust me from that time on and, and, and it sort of really felt good. Um, and that's what you, that's what I really like about it. Mm, that's extraordinary. Is he one of the best horses you've trained? He was an exceptional horse in that he um, had this massive turn of foot. He wasn't the he wasn't the soundest horse around, um, but he was very very good. Probably one of the ones that I've had that that will never show it in the record books or races. One is famous Shane. Yeah. But his problem was he could only operate on a certain type of ground and, and that was between uh, good or fast, whatever you like, and uh, um, a dead track. And he think where it was cut up or shifting, he was hopeless in that. And if you look at his form, he went through a couple of seasons there where Sydney and Brisbane was just torrential rain, heavy mm. tracks and all the rest. And, and it made him look bad, but I mean, he was an exceptionally good horse with a very good turn of foot. That day that he won in uh, in Brisbane, I mean, that because that had been it had been a while between drinks, hadn't it? In terms of Group yep. One success, was that um, one of your greatest days at the racetrack? Because no doubt, Noel, like anything in life, if you're doing something for a long time and you have success at a certain point and then there's a gap in between that success you it's probably just human nature isn't it to second guess and think well am i still capable of doing this or you um not not even so much internal thoughts but it's probably also external as well people thinking oh well no Noel's not as good as he used to be so when that moment happens it's quite a it's quite defining isn't it it is i mean it is but on that particular day I was just so happy for the horse um, yeah. that he finally proved what I knew he could do, and there was no, there was no, um, you know, that it, it was a fluke or anything like that. Because I worked him at Doomben um, leading on the Tuesday, and he, when I, when they, when we let him go, Ryan, we could let him go. He almost took off, and what he made the comment, Bernadette Cooper, she was on the fence doing the television part of that. She thought he was going to come over the fence and run over the top of us. <laughs> he was going that quick. And and I, you know, that's the sort of horse he was. But I knew he had that race won a long way from home. He, he used to get into a pattern of rhythm and, and you could tell he's, he's there today. And he beats him... Jizzy beat some bloody good horses that day. He beat Spirit of Boom that day, obviously. Um, buffering, so two Queensland champions. And um, Templar Boom was in that race as well. Hot Snitzel, Tiger Tees. And, yeah, Ryan Wiggins. And he had an association with Ryan, didn't he? Yeah, well, I went up there a year before with him. And, and Ryan rode work for me. He never asked me to get on the horse. He never asked for anything. Um, and I just repaid the debt. Yeah, that's insane. probably wanted the most exciting nights was the night he ran third in the Manicato. Yeah. And that, I mean, behind Lankhead Rupi, I mean, that was incredible watching that race when they all charged to the line. Yeah, that was under the lights. I mean, he took you on a journey, didn't he? 
I was just, just about to ask that because he'd be about 14, 15 years of age, uh, yeah, wouldn't he, he, the horse? And and he, uh, so he's with you now. And and what's he like? Is he obviously he knows he's no doubt pretty good, or was pretty good. Yeah, well, he he's, he's in with in a paddock within top swings, so um, he tries to be a bit of a bully. He, he he's still he's still um, very particular on what he what he wants or what he does. He's enjoying right. life, and he looks really well. So. Fantastic, and that's great. I mean, he's probably like a, uh, a another another son to you. Well, he is. I'm an hourly dead. I mean, yeah. and and now's the time to repay it. And same with the other guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope we've still got you, Noel. Noel, have we still got you? He might have just hit some bad reception there. Noel, of course, travelling from Coffs Harbour to Newcastle, and he was just talking about, obviously, famous Seamus. Isn't that, isn't that great to hear that there's a horse that has taken Noel and his family on an incredible ride, 59 starts, a winner of $1.3 million, and famous Seamus is still with the family at Coffs Harbour and no doubt getting treated like a king. Noel uh, Mayfield-Smith is back with us. Noel... Before I wrap it up, and I know you've been hitting some bad reception, what would a uh, Noel Mayfield-Smith say? What would you say to a 18-year-old Noel Mayfield-Smith if he was sitting there with you today in that car heading to Newcastle? What advice would you give him? Going into racing? Just in life, in life in general, or it can be racing-related? No, in, in, in life, I'd just tell him to believe in himself and to follow... You know, the dream that they, they what they want to do, not what someone else wants to do, but always believe believe in yourself. You've got to I have that, that self-belief. Yeah, and I think that's so true. Noel, I'm really looking forward to catching up with you tomorrow, mate. Uh, I know that uh, this uh, Coffs Harbour meeting on Saturday... Uh, will be a beauty. You'll have uh, those three nominations we'll talk about tomorrow. Safe drive to Newcastle, mate, and uh, yeah, well done on uh, coming on today's program. No worries. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, mate. Uh, Noel Mayfield-Smith, our Monday's expert chat.